Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you, Jay, and greetings to all. Welcome to Are You Listening on the International Gospel Hour? And let's begin with a reading from God's Word as we consider the 127th Psalm. The Bible reads, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are an heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Let's talk about the home in just a moment. But first, we'd like to share with you our 24-hour-a-day, 7-days-a-week, toll-free number of 1-855-IGH-6988. That's 1-855-IGH-6988. This is a convenient way to reach out to us if you have a question, comment about our broadcast, request for a Bible study, whatever you may find that you need or something you'd like to comment on, we'd love to hear from you. We also want you to know that through our toll-free number, you just might get a live voice every now and then. We try to respond to our listeners here at the International Gospel Hour, and if necessary, we'll be able to address your request and we will go from there. Again, you can call us at 1-855-IGH-6988. That's 1-855-444-6988. And we'll offer things absolutely free, such as Bible studies, reading material, and things of that nature. We'd love to hear from our listeners, and thank you for tuning in to Are You Listening? Psalm 127 reminds us of the beauty of a home with children and a reminder that our Lord should be the builder of the home wherein He will dwell. It is of interest to note the use of the word house from the Scriptures. The word house is mentioned 213 times. Obviously, time will not permit us to look at every Scripture, nor to examine them, but to suffice to say a lot goes on in one's house, then and now. We do know this. Every house or home should have one golden thread running through it, and that is, the Lord must be the one that builds it. However, we readily note there are things that will attack the home as God would have it, the home that the Lord builds. And also, if there are other things we try to use to build a home, it will not stand because the Lord did not build it. This beautiful parallel is from Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 24 through 27. We use this as a song with little children in vacation Bible schools, Bible classes, and Bible time. Matthew 7, 24 through 27 speaks of the wise man that built his house upon the rock and the foolish man that built his house upon the sand. We read from that text that both of them heard the word of God. They heard the instruction. Both of them did build, but their foundations were not set. 
Those that will hear the word and will keep it are like unto the wise man who built his house upon a rock. When the rains came, when the floods began to rise, when the storms hearkened upon his place and beat upon it, it stood firm. That wasn't the same for the foolish man, because he built his house upon the sand when those storms arose, and when the floods arose, and when the uh, storms began to beat upon the house, it fell, and great was its fall. We want to be certain that we're building upon the foundation of the Lord, because unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Let's examine some things concerning the house that we are to build, or our homes. Number one, the Lord built the house. Marriage, God defined for one man and for one woman. The first marriage ceremony was ordained and conducted by God in Genesis 2, verse 21 through 24. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Jesus affirmed this in Matthew, the 19th chapter, beginning with verse 4. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh? Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement, and to put her away? He said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. The biblical view of marriage is not simply a historical institution, but rather a God-ordained institution. Any other relationships comprised as fornication or living together as single people or homosexuality is clearly against God and His Word, as we note from 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 and Romans 1, 26-32. And it is against God's written policy, His Word, and is void and unenforceable regardless of where it may be. God loves the world. We note that from John three sixteen and 1 John 4 and verse 8. And when the Lord God saw it was not good for man to be alone, he brought on the institution of marriage for one man and one woman. Number two, the Lord builds the house. Illicit relationships outside of marriage are sinful. We noted this momentarily or just a few moments ago from our reading of Genesis two twenty-one through 24 and Matthew 19 beginning with verse 4. In 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 18, the Bible says, Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sins against his own body. When a man and a woman, or any relationship that is not a relationship that is married in the sight of God and according to His will, come together as one, that is a sinful action. It is so serious that it is listed among the works of the flesh in Galatians 5, beginning with verse 19. Such words as adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness address those sins. 
And the tragedy is, as Paul said in Galatians 5.21, As I have told you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, dear friends, please do not take me wrong. Life does not cease to go onward, but understand the things that are faced and the challenges that are before us. Because there is always hope in Christ, as we see from 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. through Although they were engaged in those type of illicit relationships, Paul told them, But you are washed, you are sanctified, and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. I have known young ladies that have engaged in an illicit relationship outside of marriage, sexual activity of fornication with another individual, with a young man rather, and she'll come home finding out she is expecting. That tears the home up. It shakes parents who wonder where they went wrong. It affects the young man's life and his parents, and a lot of questions begin, and a lot of trouble comes on. But through God and His grace, I have seen individuals rise up like a phoenix from the ashes, if you will. And I've seen people rise up and take and allow God to take their mess and make a masterpiece. We hope that God will guide that way. Dear friends, let's pause for a moment. Strengthening houses that the Lord is building will desire knowing more of God's will for our homes and from His Word. Would you love for you and your family to grow therein? The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail, so you may study in the privacy of your own home. That's right, you and your family can come together for, if you will, Bible time. Just call us toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and request the Bible Correspondence Course. Just simply leave us your name and address and say, I'd like to have a Bible course by mail. That's 1-855-444-6988, and your free Bible course will come your way very soon. Just leave us your name and your address and your request. And now, let's consider as we bring this study to a close today that the Lord built the house, and folks' families need to understand the word no. The greatest training manual for homes is the Holy Bible. In the Old Testament, the guide and commands from Deuteronomy 11, beginning with verse 18, When it was said, Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them your children, speaking of them, when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of thine house and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied in the days of your children, in the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth." And even in the New Testament, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 1-4 through A practical application here would be, Children, please understand the word no and learn to accept it. And parents, practice the word no and where applicable, stick to it. It seems this is a word that is missed often. When we allow no to be missing in our relationships in the home, when children hit the real world, they're going to be in for a shock. And also, authority needs to be emphasized. And when authority is questioned in front of your children, you're going to chip away at your own authority. 
When no is said, it does communicate that somebody loves me, as we see from 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7. Authority in the home, in the church, and in the schools must be recognized, accepted, and addressed properly as needed. Dear friends, the Lord can build your house if you will but let Him build your life. It begins with you. And we want to always continue our studies together here on Are You Listening? Join me next time, and I'm real thankful that you joined me today. I'm Jeff Archie, and until next time, dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,